0: Sundays, Brother Duplissy will be here, so if you're trying to text me or call me, it's going to be impossible. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, uh, try to get a hold of Brother Duplissy or my wife or something, and there will be different times with uh, Wi-Fi service that I'll be able to communicate with them. So uh, pray for us that the Lord will keep us safe. I will be here Wednesday night, and then that will be my last service for a couple of weeks. Uh, We had a wonderful time here with Brother Jackson, a very uh, pleasant surprise with Brother uh, Wesley Jackson here. Wednesday night, preached the Word of God, did such a wonderful job. How many enjoyed the Word of God Wednesday night? (laughs) Amen. And uh, preached about prayer, and I do believe that without a shadow of a doubt, prayer is a place that you go. And uh, you've got to learn to go to that place. Amen. And you've got to learn to go there quite often to a place of prayer. Don't let it just be words that you say, but let it be a place that you go. And we had a wonderful time, wonderful move of God. And we're thankful for that. want to continue to pray for those who are sick and unable to be in the house of God. Sister Bergeron today. And uh, let's pray for Sister Donna Hudson's mother. And ask the Lord to touch them. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter number 2. Deuteronomy chapter number 2. And uh, we're going to go to Acts chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3 and Deuteronomy chapter number 2. And uh, I'll try to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning. I want you to uh, be praying about this and and, uh, ask the Lord if you could be used in these areas. We need some help with the uh, children that they are busing in where we can put some people on a rotation. We've got the same ones doing it over and over and over again, and they're missing every Sunday morning here uh, because they are over at the gym doing something with children that they brought to church. So if you're interested in that, please talk to me if you think God could use you in that capacity where we could start rotating people in and out. And they're getting quite a group over there. And it takes a lot of people over there every Sunday to help with them. So we need help in that area. Deuteronomy chapter number 2, verse... Number two, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Moses speaking here, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Now, Acts chapter number three, verse number one. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. And a certain man. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they, whom was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple. At the gate of the temple. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Let's put our Bibles down, lift our hands, ask God to help us in this house today. God, We need Your help. We need Your anointing this morning, Your directing hand. God, I pray that You would anoint me to preach Your Word today, to say the words that You would have me to say, God, to follow after You. I pray in the name of Jesus. Open the ears, the minds, the hearts of Your people today, God. Anoint Your people to hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, to respond unto Your Word. Everybody said, in Jesus' name, Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody lift your voice unto God right now. God, we praise you today. We worship you today. We magnify your great name. You are a good God. Amen. Lord, bless you for standing. I want to preach to you for the next few moments today from this subject. A gate experience. You can be seated. A gate experience. I, uh, I have, I've, I've seen this in different times. There is things that that people get used to, and uh, I, I don't know. There is there is things that that animals get used to, and. And uh, how many has ever seen, or you 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 have a place, or or see a place that where they have kept cattle at, and uh, there's a fence there, and uh, the cattle like to walk fence lines. Deer like to walk fence lines, and and uh, I don't know they they just have they have a natural instinct that they will pace, and and uh, the I think it was Monday. The kids were out of school, and we took them over to Houston to the zoo. And uh, I was looking at a a bear in a uh, an area there that they had for him. And that bear was pacing, and he had pace. And my wife, she said, "Watch him." Said he he picks up his foot and does the same thing every time. And uh, I got to watching that bear, and I looked and I I watched the places that he was pacing, and I said, "Yeah." Look at the ground where he does that at. He does it all the time. Just all the time. You can tell it's been going on for days and days and days and he would pace this certain area. He'd get to this certain spot. He'd pick up his foot like this and he'd turn around and go back the other way. He'd do it the same way every time. Just a natural instinct. There is, uh, there is, uh, a lot to be said about how, uh, people people are uh, they they we, we have this this crazy instinct about us we'll follow people and not really for any rhyme nor reason and uh, you you look at a building and a, how many's ever been to a building that has multiple doors and there there's a group of people going in one door and there's a line of people waiting to get in that one door and everybody's going through one door when there's Many doors leading to the same place, and uh, you see this all the time, and that that always interests me and it interests me when i uh, it kind of makes me chuckle when I find myself doing the same thing, wait behind four or five people going through the same door when I could step over two foot and go through another door and uh, it's just it 's just the way people are, and they'll they 'll wait at at certain places, there has is, there is been been places and, and, and uh, there was a, an intersection in Stuttgart uh, that had, it was a one-way stop and uh, it on, only one direction stop and uh, then years, it was like that for years, all my life it was like that and then all of a sudden they decided to make a four-way stop out of it. And uh, they they didn't have a lot of accidents at that intersection, but when they made a full-way stop out of it, there was, there was different people that even lost their lives at that intersection because people's mind was so trained that it lived there all their life that this way you don't stop when you're going north and south. You stop when you're going east and west. And so it took them forever. They had flashing lights up. They had warning signs before the accident. They had the little deals that you run across the road and it, to try to get your attention or make you realize that, hey, this is the place that you stop. And then there has been people that, that after they have removed a stop sign, you still naturally, your natural instinct is to stop there because that's what you've been doing for the past 25 years is when you get to that intersection, you stop. And, uh, so I, I don't know if they do that. The highway department does that, uh, just to have something to laugh at, or just a place to watch you, to give you a ticket at, or, or they do it out of necessity. I haven't figured that out yet or not, but, uh, have you ever been sitting at a red light? And uh, somebody's sitting there like you're in a four-lane. Now, I'm not giving you any ideas if you haven't done this, but you'd be sitting at a red light. This is the way people watch the actions of others. And uh, you're sitting there, and the light's red. And all of a sudden, just to be hateful, mean, or funny, you just gas your car like you're going to take off and watch the person beside you take off and run a red light. And, uh, don't try that, young people. It could be dangerous. But, but because people are so into what everybody else is doing. And, uh, you know, you, you catch people doing things that they really don't want to do because somebody else is doing it. It's just a natural instinct. There is, now, now, there is, uh, in the Bible, it talks about at Mount Seir, the children of Israel, were marching and traveling around this mountain because they were following the cloud by day and they were following the pillar of fire by night that God was leading them and they continued to compass this mountain around and around and around god had a purpose god had a plan and god had a reason now he didn't give everybody else his reason but All of a sudden, God says to Moses, you have come past this mountain long enough. And they started their journey. We look in the Word of God and we find in Joshua that God gave Joshua a plan to overtake the city of Jericho. And this was the plan that every day you're going to get up, you're not going to say anything, you're going to be very quiet. And you're going to march around the city of Jericho. After you march around the city of Jericho, you're going to very quietly go back to your tents and you're going to spend the night. The next day, you're going to get up and you're going to do the same thing over again. And then the seventh day, you're going to march around that city seven times. And you're going to be very quiet Why are you doing it? Can you imagine what people in the city of Jericho was thinking? What is going on with these crazy people? I believe that when you go back to Mount Seir, that maybe God was giving them directions on this is what you're going to do in the future. You've got to learn how to march around Mount Seir before you can march around Jericho. Amen. Sometimes, like I was saying a while ago, that God gives us life lessons along the way. And if we would pay attention to what's going on in these life lessons, it would benefit us for the future. That some things that God allows to happen in our life is for a purpose and for a reason of what God is going to take us to in the future. Amen. So we need to pay very close attention to what God is doing in our life to where when it comes to that time, it does not catch us by surprise, but we understand, hey, back, back a few years ago, God was getting me ready for what I'm doing right now. Amen. God had a purpose for what He was doing then for what He's doing now. And so God is leading them. God is guiding them. And God is instructing them. But then they come the seventh time. And God says, okay, you've marched around this wall of Jericho long enough. Now it's time to change. It's time to, what did they do? They blowed on the trumpet. And they shouted unto God with the voice of triumph. And God caused the walls to fall down flat. And then the Bible says in Joshua chapter 6 and verse number 5, And it shall come to pass that when they shall make a long blast with the ram's horn, and that shalt hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. No longer go around the city. But it's time to go in the city. So in our life, there is times where we walk around. There's times to where we get to a certain point and then we have to stop. There's times that we can only go so far and God says, whoa, that's far enough. But then there comes a time where God is wanting us to move from where we are to where God wants us to be. That God no longer wants us to be comfortable in the position that we are in the place that we are now, but God wants us to move up and to move into what God has for each and every one of us. But the problem with life is that we get so, we get so comfortable with the same thing. We get so comfortable with doing the same thing. We get so comfortable with acting the same way. We get so comfortable with this is the place that we go every time and this is as far as we can go when we get there. And so we get comfortable with that so we fail to hear the voice of God that's calling us out of our comfort zone into where God wants us to be. Now, I don't believe that our relationship with God should ever go stale or stagnant, but our relationship with God is forever growing. Amen. Our relationship with God is not the pinnacle of our relationship the day that we receive the Holy Ghost. That's the starting point. And God moves us beyond that place into what God wants us to be. But so many people get stuck with the gate experience. That's as far as I can go. That's as far as I can reach. That's as far as I can think. That's as far as my faith will go. That's as far as I can believe God. This is as good as I'll ever get. That's the reason why people in society are are so, so satisfied with just the bare minimum. That's what they are taught from a very young age. That this is the way that you get the bare minimum. When people need to be taught, hey, this is America. You don't have to stay on the bottom. You don't have to... You don't have to scratch for the crumbs every day. But you can do better no matter where you're born. No matter what kind of lifestyle you were raised in. You can succeed. You can do better. You can get smarter. You can have more. You can have a better job. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But people get to going so far. And they butt up against the wall and say, this is as far as I can go. This is the best I can have. This is the best that God's got for me. This is the best that life has to give. Amen. I, I, I shared this with you and I read a story, uh, about a man. And, uh, he, he was just, he was just really a bum. He never, never accomplished a lot in life. And, uh, he was laying on the streets of Chicago, uh, of, uh, Uh, San Francisco and uh, this guy pulls up in this uh, red sports car and this old bum looks up he's he's about 35 years old now and been living on the streets and uh, he looks up and this guy gets out of this sports car in a very nice suit nice shoes and and uh, he's walking and he said man said that's a nice car and the guy looks at the bum and he said, would you like to have a car like that? He said, yeah, I'd like to have a car like that. He said, well, get up and follow me then. And the guy got up off of the street and he said, what do you want me to do? He said, I'm going to give you a job. And the guy started working as a janitor in his office and he owned a a uh, big company And he started working as a janitor, and see, he didn't start at the top. He started pretty much just at the bottom, emptying garbage cans. But but when he got interested in saying, hey, there's there's a better life to be had. There's something better than what I'm enjoying about life. Some of you, and that's what I was talking about this morning, some of you need to get in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. There's a better life than being miserable all the time. God has something better for me. There's a better place that I can go in God. I don't have to go down with the mully grubs all the time, dragging my lip across the floor all the time, picking up the lint off of the carpet and the crumbs that they leave behind. But God has called me to greater. It's God's good will that you be in good health and that you prosper. Living for God don't mean you have to be a poor bum. Living for God don't mean you have to You have to drive a broken down jalopy. Living for God means that there is a better life ahead. God's got better things in store for you. But you've got to change your mindset, your spirit, and your will and say, I'm tired of being the same old, same old. God's got something good in store for me. Hallelujah, that's not exactly what I come to preach, but that's pretty good preaching right there. Amen. If people in, a, in 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 this country would realize that, you don't have to go around breaking in somebody's house or stealing it out of somebody's car. You don't have to go around living off of what the government can give you. Amen. But you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Now, if you fall on hard times, I understand that. But that's not the philosophy that we teach our children. Amen. But we teach them, hey, there's a better life. There's a better life. God. has blessed us. God has given to us. God will do more for you. But you have got to get up out of the bums and the slums of life and say hey I want to do better. Amen. Amen. There's a good life. Amen. Living for God is a good life. Living is good. Man, I love living. I'm not in no hurry to die whatsoever. I love living. I've I've seen people just sitting around, Oh, man, I'm just ready to get out of here, man. I'm ready to go to heaven, but not really. I'm not in no hurry to go today. That's the reason why I want y'all to play. Hey, pray that plane stays up in the air and it does everything right, because I want to come back. I don't want to I don't want to exit now. I hope it's not my time because I enjoy living. I enjoy just life in general. But I enjoy living for God and serving God. When I think about the goodness of God, my soul shouts out, Hallelujah! I've been blessed, and I'm glad to be blessed, and I'm happy being blessed. And I enjoy being blessed. Amen, amen, amen. That's the reason why I get excited when I preach. See, it's hard to keep all this contained. They brought in some of the kids a couple weeks ago, and and uh, one of them was telling Tiffany. Said, "Man, said your daddy is mad." Said, "Man, he's mad." Said, "He's in there hollering and screaming at everybody." and uh, really it 's not mad i 'm happy that 's the reason why I get loud when I get happy amen but 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 he said he said, "If you want to do better, follow me. If you want one of these cars, follow me and um, It was a large uh broker company, and so he starts dumping the trash cans and and the the guy that picked him up off the street notices, hey man he 's interested. And when he comes in here, now the guy wasn't a dummy. He was just he was just living on the streets, and uh, he's interested. And and he would linger in the offices, and he'd listen to what they were talking about, and listen to the phone conversations. And so he started bringing him in a little more, and and teaching him some things. So he gave him a client. And the client was in Texas. And uh, this client starts, uh, man, he starts investing this money for this old man in Texas. And he started making him money. And man, everything was going his way. And, and everything was good. But first of all, he had to realize, I'm not going to get to where I'm going by being stuck in the same place I've always been stuck. It doesn't matter what mom and daddy did. Some people still living on mama's and daddy's experience, good or bad. And they're trying to say, well, mom and daddy did this, and mom and daddy did that, and they didn't have this, and they didn't have that. Man, my 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 mom and daddy, they they done good in life, but just because just just because their car may not have had an air condition, don't mean I want to get one without an air condition. Amen. Life has has gotten better for us today. They make some really nice stuff today. They make cars that even, even has air conditioned and heated seats now, man. If you if you cold they'll warm you up. If you if you hot they'll cool you down. And uh, if your hands are cold, the steering wheel we really need that in Southeast Texas. It'll warm your hands up on the steering wheel. And and so so what happened was this guy started working, and and now today the man owns one of the largest broker firms in Chicago, and he used to sleep on the streets. But he realized, hey, I can go further than where they have placed me. This is the deal. See, we bring people to the house of God. We invite people to the house of God. And we get them to the house of God. But then we have got to convince them, you don't have to just stay where you're at. But the rest of it is left up to you what you will do With the opportunity that you have been given. A lot of people said, oh man, bring those little snotty-nosed kids in here, man. They stink. They're nasty. They come from here and yonder and they don't have good upbringings. What we're doing, we're introducing them into something that will change their life. You say, oh, they won't ever change. Some of them won't, but some of them will because we can only bring them so far and then it's up to them to realize, hey, God's got something good for me. But the problem is some of you that's been here for years and all your life. You have got to a certain place in God and you hit the wall. And that's as far as you can go. Now, this lame man was brought daily, every day of his life. And if I don't get through with this today, I might Pick it back up tonight. This lame man was brought here daily. Every day of his life, he was brought to a gate called Beautiful. A beautiful place. A magnificent place. The gate, they said, was somewhere around, uh, it was 31 by 62 feet. And uh, it was made out of solid brass. It was a beautiful place to be. But it, it, was, it was not inside the temple, but it was the gate. And every day he was laid there. And he was lame so he could not go any further. And he was getting a report of those going in. Where are you going today? Well, I'm going into the temple. What are you going to do? I'm going to worship God. I'm going to magnify God. I'm going to give God an offering of praise. I'm going to give God a sacrifice today. What are you going to do with that lamb? Oh, I'm going to sacrifice it to the Lord. But yet he had never gotten inside The temple. And then they would come out and they'd be clapping their hands and they'd be raising their hands and they'd have a smile on their face and he'd say, what happened in the temple today? This is like people that come to the house of God. He was at the right place. He was very close. You can come to church. Some of you at church today, but you're, you're at church, but you're not at church. You're in church, but you're not Really in church This is the reason why some people can be Speaking in tongues And other people can be chewing gum This is the reason why you can You can be shouting, worshiping God And other people can be texting on their cell phone In church Oh yes, in church This is the reason why some people can be running the aisles And others saying My Lord, them crazy people doing it again That's all they do And some people can be getting a miracle from God Healing in their body And some people going home sick It's because they were at church, but they really wasn't at church. Amen. They were, they were there, but they were not there. This man was at a good place, but he wasn't in the place. This man was close to being where he needed to be, but he wasn't where he needed to be. I come to tell some of you today, you're very close. You're very, you're very close, but I come to tell you uh, that there is yet a better place. You say, I'm in the house of God. Oh, that's a good place to be. But there is still a better place. God still has more. God still has greater. There is greater joy. There is greater hope. There is greater peace. There is greater healing. There is greater deliverance. But you can't get stuck at the gate. Amen. Amen. Hearing about it all his life. All his life. We let things come between us in moving into the presence of God. This man, what was hindering him was his crippling disease that he had. And he could not go into the house of God. We allow sin to separate us from God. Spirit. Spirit and God visiting with us and God talking to us in verse John chapter 2 and verse number 16 for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye the pride of life is not of the father but it is of the world these things keep us stuck at a gate experience only so far Can I tell you, the devil don't want you to go to church, but he don't get real, real nervous when you just show up at the house of God. Because he knows if he can keep you at a certain place, everything is going to be okay that he can keep you stuck at a gate experience. Romans chapter 8, verse number 5, 6, 7, 8 says... For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, or can I say it like this, cannot reach to where God is, cannot commune with God, cannot have a dialogue with God, cannot have fellowship with God. Why? Because they get stuck and bogged down with the things in the atmosphere of this world, the sinful nature of this world, the sinful desires of this world, the sinful things that what is going on in this world? This is a reason why we pray. This is a reason why we come before service starts. And we enter into the prayer room. Amen. To get off that sinful nature. Amen. To pray through to the Holy Ghost. To where we can enter into the holiest of holies. And worship and magnify. And praise God. And not get stuck at a gate experience. Every day laid at the same old spot. I'd like to think today that man had a place wore out like that bear in the zoo. Every day pacing this way. Pick up this foot. Turn around and pace this way. Pick up this foot. Turn around and pace this way. Wore out. Packed. Just laying there. His spot. Everybody knows that's his spot. Everybody knows he's going to be there. Everybody knows when they walk by, they're going to smell him before they see him. He's going to ask them before they get inside the gate. Can you give me a little bit to help me along the way? But one day, there was a change that came about his life. There was a great awakening that came into his life. Where Peter came and John came and he asked them, said, give me a little bit to help me through the day, and I will have a better tomorrow. And they looked at him and said, I I would like to say it like this. Has nobody told you that today could be the best day of your entire life? How would you like to go past this spot? Amen. So what I have come to tell somebody today, today could be the very day, the very best day of your entire life. You don't have to leave the way that you came. You don't have to leave the way that you feel right now. God is in the house to deliver you. God is in the house to set you free. God is in the house to give you help. God is in the house to give you hope. God is in the house to wake you up. God is in the house to open up
1: the gate where you can enter into the house
0: of the Lord. Everybody clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 They looked at this man. As that man looked at the bomb on the streets of San Francisco. Would you like to walk like we're walking? Yeah, I'd like that. But that's a far away place that I'll never reach. Would you like to go where we're going? Where are you going? We're going into the house of God. I've never been there before. This is as far as I can get. But today's going to change your life forever. Amen. Have you ever looked at somebody and say, Man, I'd like to feel what they're feeling. Man, I'd like to speak in tongues like they're speaking in tongues. I'd like to worship like they're worshiping. I come to tell you today, today is your blessed day. Today is your lucky day. Today is a God a day that God has made just for you. That you don't have to go out wishing that I could do that any longer. Wishing that I could have victory any longer. The devil has lied to you. The devil has tricked you. The devil has deceived you. Telling you what you can't do. And what you cannot have. And what you cannot enjoy. But I come to tell you today. Oh, there's hope in the house. Oh, there's deliverance in the house. There's joy in the house there's peace in the house you don't have to leave here stuck at the gate praise God praise God somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph right now somebody lift up the name of the Lord right now somebody praise the name of the Lord right now Hallelujah. 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 Peter and John looked at this man that had his had a spot wore in the sidewalk. Had a spot pressed down that he had laid for years. And said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk. Amen. You know what the Bible said? That he didn't only rise up and walk, but he went leaping and praising God. Where did he go? Into the temple. He said, I'm tired of being stuck at the gate. Somebody needs to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Somebody needs to get sick and tired of the devil saying, this is your spot, you stay.'" By Behind that pew, every service that you come, you don't ever get out. You don't ever get a blessing. But today is a day of change. Today is a day of deliverance. Today is a day to get free in the Holy Ghost. Today is a day that God has come to lift you up and to lift you out. It's time to go praising God in the
1: temple. Woo, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For thousands of years, for thousands of years, man could not go into the holiest of holies. There was only so far that man could enter into the temple of God. And then there was a place that was reserved for just the presence of God. And the great high priest. The children of God would walk into the place. And they would see a veil that was there. And that's as far as they could go. The priest would go in once a year. And come out and talk to them about being in the presence of God. What was it like? Oh, the glory of God. Oh, have you ever had anybody to ask you, what's it like feeling God? What's it like speaking in tongues? What's it like being baptized in Jesus' name? What's it like being forgiven of all your sins? I I can't explain it to you. All I can say is there's nothing in this world that can ever compare to what I feel when I get in the presence of God. And I can see that great high priest saying, now I can tell you a lot, but there's nothing that I could say that would ever describe what it really feels like on the inside only so far but thank god for calvary amen the night that they crucified our lord and savior jesus christ that veil in the temple was rent from the top to the bottom and we were able to go into the presence of the most holy god No longer standing on the outside, looking in, but going into the presence of God. That's what it is when you're filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Woo! If you're here today and don't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, there's no way that I could ever describe how good it feels. To be filled with God's Spirit. Anybody that tells you you can't go there, they just don't know what the Bible really says. Anybody that told you you can't have it, that was for biblical times. Let me tell you what Acts chapter 2 says. It says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you, and it's unto your children, and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Anybody that tries to
1: tell you that as far as is- I'm not going to tell you today, you can go further Other than
0: that. There's still hope in the house of God. The Holy Ghost is still being poured out in the house of God. The Holy Ghost is still for you. You don't have to stay at the gate. You don't have to stay at the gate. You don't have to stay at the gate. You can go further. You can have more. There's more to life. There's more to serving God. There's more to living for God. It's here. It's here. It's real. It's happening. You need to allow God to do it for you today. Let's all stand across this building this morning. Let's all lift our hands. Let's close our eyes. Let's talk to God right now. Hallelujah. There's some of you that's stuck at a gate experience. I compliment you for what you have done. But I just come to tell you today, there's more for you in God's house. There's more for you. And serving God God has something good for you today All you've got to do is step out by faith And say, hey, I'd like to have that I'd like to experience that I want that in my life I don't want to stay where I'm at But I want to move to where God wants me to be I don't want to stay in the situation that I'm in But I want all that God would have for me Hallelujah, as they start singing. I wonder if you would step out from where you're at. What does the gate look like? Some of you, the gate looks like the backs of these pews. You stand there every service and hold on to the back of the pew. And the devil lies to you and says, this is as far as you can get. And you rock back and forth. And you say, well, maybe I'll never get it. Maybe I'll never have victory. Maybe I'll never have peace. Maybe God will never fill me with the Holy Ghost. But I come to tell you today it's time to step out from where you're standing step out from where the devil says you have to stay and step out by faith and say oh God I don't know where you're taking me God but I'm going beyond the gate I'm going past this point in my life I'm moving beyond this place right now I'm reaching out for what you have I'm reaching out for what you can give I'm reaching out
1: for what you have for me take me to the place where your peace and your Right love over, love over, love over. Where my heart is set free from all shaming, guilt, chains are us. Take me there, take me there. What it feels like you can when heaven on, touches your earth your and I'm poor. In between, can I want to know I'm what it feels like. The glory of the Lord to pour. Fall. fall on me. In I wanna know what it feels like when heaven touches earth, and I'm caught in between. I wanna know what it feels like—the glory of the Lord get to fall. Lord, Lord, take me there. Take me, a- me there. Because hey, I want to know what it feels like When heaven touches earth and I'm caught In between I want to know what it feels like the glory of the Lord to fall Fall on me Because I want to know what it feels like When heaven touches earth and I'm caught in between, I want to know what it feels like Glory of the Lord to fall Help Lord to me Take me there Take me there What? <laughs> To fall Call on me Take me there 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 your never cease to cry Holy Where the elders cast all of them round at your feet. They cast them at your feet. Take me 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 there. there. Take Take me there. When heaven touches earth and I fall in between. I want to know what it feels like, the glory of the Lord to fall. Call on me, I want to know what it feels like. When heaven touches earth and I fall in between. I want to know what it feels like, the glory of the Lord to fall. Fall on on me me. Take me there 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 Take me to the place Where your peace and your love Overflows Where my heart is from all shame and guilt chains are up. Take me there Take me there Take me there Take me there, Take me there. Take me there. Cause I wanna know what it feels like When heaven touches earth and I'm caught In between I want to know what it feels like The glory of the Lord to fall Fall on me Cause I want to know what it feels like When heaven touches earth and I'm caught In between I want to know what it feels like The glory of the Lord to fall Call on me Take me to the place Where your angels never cease to cry Holy, they cry holy. Where the elders bow down And cast all of their crowns at your feet They cast them at your feet Oh, take me there Take these eggs. Hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God before we leave this place.